Hi, this is Denna Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who have been called to various types of ministries in their churches and in their communities. Today, we're here with Pastor Adam Risher, who is the pastor of Monterey Church of the Nazarene. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Welcome, Adam. Thank you for being here today. Tell me, how long have you lived in Monterey? I have lived in Monterey for about five and a half years, and so we really enjoy it there. Did you come there for that church pastorate? We did. We were in Memphis for six years and came a little closer to home. Oh, that's nice. Where is home? Uh, Philadelphia, Tennessee. Oh, okay. It's about an hour east of here. Okay. Now, I know that you're the chaplain of the football team as yes. well. Yes. Um, what What is that experience like, being the chaplain for young people in a sports environment? I really enjoy that. I grew up in sports, so I've always played sports and been around sports. So I kind of understand where they're coming from with the difficulties. I just enjoy being with the young men and watching them strive and work hard for something and to finally see them reach it. I, I enjoy that very much. What are some of the difficulties of teenage boys at this stage of life playing football? Oh, so much. It's the physicalness of it, uh, trying to get schoolwork done right. and trying to become the best they can. Home life is not always the best for many of those boys. Um, just watching them grow and trying to figure out what type of man they want to become and just sitting back and watching the coaches help on field, off the field. And so it's it's really interesting. What is home like life for some of the boys? Uh, for many of them, it's uh, horrific. It, it's just bad. Uh, for many, it's good. Okay. And for many, it starts good and ends up bad. And so it's just a wide gamut, and it, it really – what we think of society is, is what they're going through as well. Does that mean there are not parents in the home, or are they struggling with drug or alcohol issues? Uh, usually parents not in the home or okay. parents with drugs and alcohol. Okay. So if the parents are not in the home and then they have Pastor Adam Risher as their chaplain, I can imagine for a lot of them perhaps you're their father figure? Uh, probably more so the coach okay. than, than me. I'm kind of a supplement, if you will. Uh, the head coach is usually the, the father figure, and they usually listen to him pretty well. Okay, okay. So do you go to all the football games? I do. I'm on the sideline of all the games, and I go to many of the practices, but not all. Oh, okay. Wow, you're dedicated to those boys. Well, how do you spell love with a teenager? Yes. T-I-M-E. So yes, presence. Just, just being time and being present and asking how school's going and how are things going, and just being there, just being seen. I love that. Do you pass the ball with them? I do with some, yeah. What do you enjoy in the life of being the pastor for Monterey Church of the Nazarene? Oh, I'm a big relational guy, so I just okay. enjoy being on the couches and, and talking and getting to know and, and, and just that aspect of it, relational. Now, coming from Memphis to Monterey must have been a, a change for you. What's the difference between being a pastor in an urban area like Memphis as opposed to a small town like Monterey? Well, actually, we were just north of Memphis. We oh, wasn't okay. actually in Memphis. Okay. Um, but it's just um, the size, of course, and the mentality of some people are different. Uh, crime was higher there than yes. here, of course. Yes. Um, but we were in a small town, so we were a little isolated from that. Okay. Okay. Tell me what a day is like in the life of Adam Risher. Oh, uh, 
kind of what I like about ministry. It's always different. Sure. And, and there's some are just study days where you just sit down and prepare and study. And some are, are letters and card days where you're right. doing getting in touch with people in, in their lives. Uh, some is the football uh, meeting with football players. I do a, a Bible study on Friday mornings before school. So preparing for that, just typical. Oh, that's nice. It's a little different in all areas, and I kind of like that. It's not the same thing over and over. Are you a sermon writer through the week, or is that your Saturday activity? Through the week. Yes. And then I'll use Saturday to kind of refine it and right. reorganize and go over it about 13 times. <laughs> 13 times, is that your lucky number? I guess. <laughs> it's about how much I go over it. How long are your sermons? Uh, I try to keep it 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it reaches into 30, but not very long. Yeah, yeah. If you have to go too long, then you kind of lose people's attention. They watch their clock too much. Right. Well, our listeners will not be able to see, but Adam's daughter, Sam, is here today. And so I want to ask you about what it's like when you have a calling. And you obviously do have this calling both to your church and to your community to the school, to the kids on the football team. But how is the calling effective for the family? Does God call the person or does God call the family into ministry? Well, that's a great question. I tend to think God calls the, the family because I'm I'm where I'm at now because of my wife and her oh, okay. support. And without that, it, uh, I just would not be able to accomplish anything. I mean, of course, God's in complete control, but just with the support of my wife. And so I have a tendency of thinking God calls the family. Right. Do you have an opportunity to pull your family into a lot of the programming and ministries at the church? Um, I try to. Uh, my wife works a lot of hours, so okay. I we try to limit her time sure. because she just doesn't have much. Uh, my daughter is involved in, in some areas and some aspects. So, yes, we try to uh, pick and choose what would be best for them and beneficial for them. I can imagine that you're very active as a dad, too. Try to be. You wear of many course. hats. Well, she's 13 tomorrow on, on the 19th, so oh, she doesn't I... let me become too active anymore, okay. not as much as I used to be. Um, but I try to be. We try to be involved and, and try to – she knows my face. So what's the best part of being a dad of a 13-year-old daughter? Embarrassing her. <laughs> I do that well. I dance in the truck, and she gets embarrassed by that. I'm convinced that there's nothing we can do to our children that several years of therapy can't fix. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. We're back with Pastor Adam Risher from Church of the Nazarene in Monterey. Adam, tell us a little bit about your calling. What called you into pastoral ministry? I just kind of typical, I guess, with most pastors. I just felt that that was my calling. Uh, once I became a Christian, uh, after we were married, I was married to my wife. I just felt that that was God's leading. I did not grow up in church by any means, uh, so I came to Christ late in my early in my early twenties, and just felt that that was really my direction. Once I started to submit to the call, kind of submit to the call first, and then God kind of narrowed it down. Was it scary for you? Oh, I ran, like most people, I'm sure. Uh, I ran thinking God couldn't use me. This isn't, I'm not God's instrument by this by any means. And yet, 18 years later, I'm still enjoying it. Here you are, mm-hmm. 18 years later, making relationships. You mentioned that that's some of the most important part, 
You mentioned that that's some of the most important parts of ministry to you. I noticed on uh, your website that you dress up sometimes in worship. Superman was one of the things that I noticed. I think also Moses. How does that uh, assist you in ministry, and how does that impact your relationships with your community? Well, I don't know if it assists my ministry. People laugh at me. Uh, It's far beyond my comfort zone by all means. Um, But the Superman thing was I lost a bet for VBS. Nice. My wife and I was running a contest with the boys versus the girls. And, of course, the pastor always loses. Yes. And I had to dress up as Superman, the tights and all, the cape, everything, and had to preach the sermon that way. Very uh, nice. I've also had to sing Rocky Top, which I'm a big Alabama fan, so that was disgusting. Oh. I felt dirty for a week. That hurts. That hurt. That was painful. That was so painful. But they all loved it. I had to do it during church service. Oh, my. And then the Moses, I was doing children's church, and it's just trying to connect with people where they don't see someone in a suit and tie that they can never approach. But right. on a personal level, yeah, this guy's a little silly, and but he's approachable. And whatever it takes to to break those walls down, to build relationships is what I'm about. That's my main ministry. Right. Do you have a favorite biblical character? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure if I have a favorite one. Uh, Second Chronicles is my favorite book. Okay. Uh, Jehoshaphat. And yes. I, I love that story. And uh, it's not his battle. It's God's battle. In twenty first fifteen, and I really love that story. When you're away from the pulpit and you have some family time at home, how do you relax? Uh, vegging out sometimes, and anything outside. I've always been an out- outdoor guy. I love fishing. I attempt to play golf. I'm not very good at it, but you don't have to be good at it to to play golf. Uh, I enjoy hiking, uh, okay. kayaking, just being outside. I experience God outside. Being in Monterey, you have a lot of opportunity for that. I do, and it's really nice. Do you have um, favorite books that you read or any particular authors that you enjoy? I'm a big biography guy. Oh, okay. I love to read biographies. And so I just finished uh, Elizabeth Smart's uh, book uh, when she was um, kidnapped at a young age in Utah, and that was a very good book. But I enjoy reading about people. Clarence Thomas's book, I really enjoyed his. Right. Uh, so I enjoy more uh, biographies than I do fictional. When you read Elizabeth Smart, when you read her story, and then you take that experience of experiencing her life through that book, back to the boys that you work with on the football team as their chaplain, how does that connect? Uh, it's the biggest story I got from her, or the biggest lesson I got from her, is just that bad things can happen. But God is still in control, and you cannot allow the bad things to control your future. Uh, She talked about at the end of her book about her mom, the morning after she was rescued, um, she just took like the second or third bath and because she felt dirty through the whole process, just never taking a bath. And she talked about her mom told her that uh, the best thing that she can do is to live a good life and never give that man another second. And even though bad things do happen, it does not dictate who you become. And it's just amazing to watch or to listen to her uh, talk about the horrific things that she went through. And yet she's a happy, well-adjusted young lady with two kids and a great marriage. And yes, bad things do happen, but it does not dictate 
Wow. As you read those biographies, are you able to weave those stories into your sermons? Um, a little. I try to do more of the, the lessons than the stories itself, uh, but okay. I do share some of those stories. It just reinforces that God is, is in control and that he really can help us to overcome anything. And with some of the boys we go, th- I, I deal with with the football team, they're great boys. They really are good kids and good young men. Uh, but some of them have some very difficult situations. And I try to help them to realize that, yes, it's not fair and it's, it's not the way it's supposed to be, but you're strong. You can get through this and there's ways of getting through it. And But they're very resilient and I, I like that. And I like that they learn how to struggle and push through and achieve. When you're counseling with the boys or when you're meeting with your parishioners or even as you are in the pulpit, do you find yourself opening your heart and becoming vulnerable? Uh, no, my wife will tell you I'm a little closed off. Uh, I don't cry. I'm not a crier. Okay. Uh, I kid my wife all the time. She is. She's emotionally unstable. <laughs> but I, I joke with her about uh, she's a crier by all means. I try, um, I just try to bring sound advice. Right. And I try not to, not to be emotionally closed off, but it's just not my nature to be emotional. Right. And so I try to use what God has given who I am, and that's just who I am. After a short break, more conversation with Pastor Adam Risher. Our guest today is Pastor Adam Risher from Church of the Nazarene in Monterey, Tennessee, and he would like to share a motivational moment. Thank you for this opportunity. I wanted to read a couple of scriptures. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then Ephesians 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. As a society, we've kind of got away from the kindness towards others. And as a church, I'm afraid that we've kind of copied that same trend. So many times we talk at each other and not to each other. And I think a lot of that comes to that we tend to believe that if we are kind towards someone, that we automatically accept their beliefs or even their sins. But we are commanded by Christ to show kindness towards others. I also believe that this kind of comes from that we're not very kind to ourselves. Yes, uh, we may not be the best mom, may not be the best dad by any means. Uh, We may need to lose some weight. We may not even be the best at our profession. But we usually go straight to the negative, especially when we talk about ourselves. Uh, You're doing better than you think you are. You're a better parent than you think you are. Uh, Cut yourself some slack. Yes, there's room for improvement, uh, but you are not the worst either. Uh, You are doing better than you think you are. We're back with Pastor Adam Risher, and we're going to finish our time today with our top five questions. Okay. Adam, it's sort of like a lightning round. I'll ask you five questions. You get to free pass on one of them. And so does that make sense? Do you understand? Yes, but this never ends well for me. You have a free pass, so okay. don't worry. Okay, what is on your playlist? I really don't have one. I'm not a music guy. Oh, wow. Do you know what a playlist is? Yeah, I have a daughter. Yes. But I, uh, oh, 
I really don't have one, just okay. to be honest. Okay. I'm sorry. No, that's good. We're going to let does, you. P- does that count as a pass? Old school CD in the car. Oh, do you have an old school CD in the car? No. A cassette tape? Tell me you have an eight trap somewhere. MP3. No, okay, 13-year-old daughter. Lauren Lauren Daigle. I kind of got into Lauren Daigle the last couple of days. Sure, okay. Uh, Toby Mac. My wife is really into Toby Mac. Excellent. Okay, might I suggest Light Rock 95.9? Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) My daughter probably won't like that, but I I will. (laughs) Okay, Uh, question two. If there were a gag reel of your life, what would be on it? Oh, I don't know. There's too many. To choose from, probably one time I was going to a meeting and I was in an elevator and I had a suitcase and the elevator door closed. I was the only one on it. We went, I went to like the third or fourth floor and the elevator stopped, but the doors never opened and it was great elevator music. And I was listening to the music and kind of dancing. You know how you are when you're alone. And then I heard people just laughing and then I turned around and the door behind me opened and I didn't realize it. And there was a group of about eight or ten people there just laughing at me, dancing. There's really no way of saving face at that point. You just get your suitcase and leave. This is true. Very nice. If you were arrested, Adam, what would be your crime? Oh, geez. That's a pastor. I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that. Uh, Probably (laughs) uh, toilet paper in someone's yard. Oh, nice. I think that's a Class C misdemeanor. Okay. Not that I know. A friend told me that. So I wouldn't be putting jail over that? Uh, you could perhaps get community service. I'm, okay. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not an attorney. I can I can do that. <laughs> so if there were a movie of your life, who would you want to play your role? Oh, I'm not sure. I love Kevin Costner. Oh, I, nice. I like I like him. He's a great actor. Yes. Uh, I just like his his style. Denzel Washington, I've enjoyed his style as well. Yes. Probably one of those two. Very nice. Okay. That's a hard question. I don't watch many movies. It is a hard question. There's so many smooth choices. There really are. Yes. Okay, last question. Okay. What is the cleanest joke you know? You want me to say it? Sure. Okay. Uh, Three pastors and their wives were coming home from a conference. Uh, They die in a car accident together. And they're sitting in heaven waiting to enter. St. Peter comes out and looks at one and says, uh, what's your name? He says, I'm Pastor Johnson. I pastored the, the Baptist church down the road. And St. Peter looks at him and says, I'm sorry you didn't make it. He says, why? He says, well, you had such a love for money that you married a woman named Penny. And he banished him. Second guy gets up. Uh, I'm Pastor Franklin. I pastor the Nazarene church. It's 1,500 members. I know I've made it. He says, I'm sorry, Pastor Franklin, you didn't make it. Why not? He said, well, you uh, had such a love for liquor that you married a woman named Brandy and banished them. The third pastor elbows his wife and says, let's go, Fanny. There's no way we're making it. I, pack ratting, had a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> pastor Adam Risher from Monterey Church of the Nazarene. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your story of your calling here today. Thank you for having me.